Hi, I'm Scott Swafford. I'm the uh, executive producer of Granite Flats, and uh, I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. This is On Screen and Beyond. I am your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 307 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Scott Swafford joined us. Scott is the executive producer and director of Granite Flats on BYU-TV, and it's going to be coming up very shortly for another season. So stick around for that. Scott's going to be joining us in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, if you have a suggestion for a guest, we've been getting a lot of them, and we love hearing from you, but keep sending them, and we will try to get that person on. You can send your requests for guests to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. So, we got a full boat. Let's get going to Remake Madness, coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. It looks like Jason Sudeikis will star as Fletch in a series of planned films, remaking the original Chevy Chase role, and a remake of 1995's Jumanji, which starred Robin Williams originally, is in the works, and a remake of 1934's The Thin Man, which starred William Powell and Myrna Loy, is being kicked around. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies. And it's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, Shia LaBeouf, Bill Murray, Bruce Willis, and Kate Hudson will star in Rock the Casbah as a washed-up music producer gets his last shot for a comeback. And Kate Hudson and Ian McGregor will star in... Born to be King, and it's comedy about an extra on a film who has a striking resemblance to a movie star. And you can look for Don Cheadle. He's going to be in Kill the Trumpet Player. It's a story that he co-wrote the screenplay on, and it's about the life and times and music of Miles Davis. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels. Sequel City, well, as far as sequels, Liam Neeson is set for Taken 3, and Maggie Grace will return as his daughter once again. And Helen Bonham Cotter will return as the Red Queen in the Alice in Wonderland sequel, Through the Looking Glass. And the Lego Movie sequel has hired director Chris McKay to lead the sequel. And McKay's credits include TV's Robot Chicken. That's it for Sequel City, next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, it looks like on June 24th, you can look for I Spy, the complete series to arrive on DVD in a 18-disc set starring Bill Cosby and Robert Culp. June 10th. 
Ray Donovan's first season will be coming your way as it arrives on Blu-ray and DVD. And on May 27th, Cimarron Strip, the complete series with Stuart Whitman, will arrive on DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Movies on DVD. July is the estimated release month for 300, Rise of an Empire, along with Mr. Peabody and Sherman and Need for Speed. And you can look for Nebraska with Bruce Dern to make its way to Blu-ray and DVD on May 6th. And don't forget, check out our interview with Bruce Dern in our rerun section. That's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond, Entertainment News and TV Times. Entertainment news and TV time, it looks like CBS has renewed The Big Bang Theory, Survivor, NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, Persons of Interest, Two and a Half Men, Mike and Molly, Elementary, and many more for another season. And the creators of Game of Thrones say it will likely end after season seven or eight. And you can look for Falling Skies to return for season four on June 22nd. That is it for... TV time and entertainment news. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Scott Swafford is going to be joining us. Scott is the executive producer and director of Granite Flats. It's a good show. It's coming back for season two very shortly. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Scott Swafford, he's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is the executive producer and director of BYU-TV's Granite Flats, which premieres Season 2 on Sunday, April 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's Scott Swafford. Scott, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, thanks, Brian, for having me back. We're excited to be here. Scott, i got to tell you, the ending of Season 1 of Granite Flats made me want to see so much more. <laughs> <laughs> That's the design, folks. You've, you've affirmed that whole concept for us. Thank you. Well, you did a good job because as the show, I mean, many of our listeners, I'm sure, saw the show because we, we talked about it a lot, and we've had uh, several of your uh, actors, the cast on, members on the yeah, show. Yeah, perfect. And when I saw the, you know, as you were getting toward the end of season one, before the last episode, I thought, is this it? Is this the end? You know, I mean, things seem to be wrapping up a little bit, and then all of a sudden you hit us with <laughs> <laughs> with that at the end. <laughs> yeah, all I, all I can say is uh, don't worry. We, we deliver on that promise and take you down a whole other rabbit hole, so it'll be pretty fun. That's great. They, they've done a great job. Now, do you have anything to do? Uh, it seems like you have a lot to do with everything, <laughs> but do you have a lot to do with the writing of the show? Absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's a group of very talented writers. We sit in a writer's room for about three days of what I've come to call war and hell, 
and uh, and we bat ideas around about shoot each other's ideas down, and pretty soon out of that mess emerges this really amazing outline for what we think the season wants to accomplish. And there's a lot of varied voices in there. And then uh, as the showrunner, I kind of make the episode writing assignments, and uh, and we varied from four to to two writers. This second season was all written by two specific writers, and they're just quite amazing. And so we do agree. We we go through several drafts to get there, and. I really do believe it's some of the best writing on the air today. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's amazing. With so many channels on cable, there's uh, or satellite, which you know, whichever way you want to think of it, but sure. there's just so many good shows that are now coming onto those channels that people are going away from the other ones because, to be honest, the other shows are better. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, we could have a long discussion about how technology changes, but really. Years and years ago in Utah, uh, they filmed Touched by an Angel and Everwood in a couple of series, and we've yes. been able to assemble those crews together um, at an amazing talent base from Los Angeles and some great writers from New York and L.A. and put it all together and say, gosh, we can do TV like they can do it, and for about a third of the price, and that's that's made it possible. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Now, you, like you said, you wear many hats on this show. Uh, how do you survive? <laughs> There's not a lot of sleep when we're in production, I'll just say, first of all. But but it isn't by any means a, a one-man effort. There's such amazing talent, an amazing cinematographer, Reed Smoot, and an art director, Christy Murray, and the writers, John Plummer and, and Jack Monaco. Uh, we have an amazing AD staff who've all done episodic before. And then I brought in guest directors, a great guy, Brian McNamara and John Kretschmer, who are here in season two. And they've been on Army Wives and done hundreds of episodes of Veronica Mars. And so we really are pulling the best talent from, from the industry to bring them to this little backwater but that's kind of our story. The Cold War converges on little town in Colorado, so it works perfectly. Yeah, and I was amazed because uh, being a child of the '60s, and, and I can relate to the, the the kids that you have on the show. And uh, I remember telling um, Richard and also David that uh, it's it's funny to see some of the things that you brought up about the, you know the duck and cover and and all those different things. And um, it, it, it's sort of like a a little bit of the Goonies type adventure type thing, and you know, so families can really get around this show and have a good time. The kids will enjoy it, but there's still that something for the adults in there too that uh, you know keeps them intrigued. Now, Brian, here's a shocking thing: we we did, of course, some research. We, we don't live and die just by the ratings, but you want to know how the ratings are doing. And we did a little post research and found out that 70 percent of the people who are watching Granite Flats are watching it as a family, and that's just unheard of. I mean, even in my family, my kids are in another room, and I'm in another room, and here, I'm going to Fletcher, you got 70% of people are sitting down together to watch it. So I think that speaks to exactly what you're saying, which is there's enough interest for, for young people, but it's, I mean, even Disney and Nickelodeon can't claim that. Most of theirs, they're what they would call family programming is watched by kids. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I say, you're doing a great job with it, and I was very excited to hear, because they get a lot of the news beforehand, before the general public does, but uh, sure. you have some great guests coming, uh, special guests coming onto the show, I understand. You know, we're in production, I'm actually sitting out on location right now in, in Magna, Utah, in a trailer, and in the last few days, uh, working on these last these last four episodes of season two, we've got both Christopher Lloyd from Back of the Future and Carrie Elwes, who is uh, Wesley in The Princess Bride, and what a couple of amazing professionals who really came, I think, largely because of their belief in the material, and they're inhabiting a couple of fascinating characters. So, 
I can't wait for the audience to get to see both Christopher Lloyd and Carrie Ellis bring their uh, their brand of of uh, intrigue to the Cold War. It's pretty fun. Oh yeah, gee, that's gonna that's gonna be good. I can't can't wait to see those episodes. Now, how far are you, are you into the production of season two right now? So we've, we're just finishing the sixth episode. As you know, we premiere April 6th, and the sixth is about in the can, and then there are two more episodes to shoot before we hit air. So it'll be down to the wire, but we'll be ready. And uh, the most exciting action happens, of course, in the last two or three episodes. So we're all sort of buckling in for these next two weeks. So how many episodes are in uh, for the second season? Season two will be eight episodes as well. And, uh, and I will just add, we're getting a lot of whining about that, but... You have to look at Downton Abbey. You have to look at the shows that work like we do. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're not ad or revenue-driven, we're, we're funding this with ourselves and with amazing donors. And so eight's about the most we can afford to do in a season. That may change. We hope we become more financially mature. But but as it goes, we're we're excited and, and happy to be able to do eight episodes a year. So. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not complaining, but, but I do wish you had more episodes because it's just such a good <laughs> show. <laughs> and I don't well, mean that I in the bad, you know – don't mean it in a bad way that I'm complaining about the show. The show is so good that I wish there were more. Well, demand has certainly not been a problem uh, for Downton Abbey. Everybody who gets mad and says they'll never watch again tunes back in. So oh, yeah. I think if we can follow that same dynamic and keep them wanting more, it's always better than uh, saturating the market with episodes. And I think as time goes by, if Granite Flats survives, we'll find a way to bring more episodes to the screen per season. That would be great. Uh, now, did you think when you first read the script, even before you got into production or anything, that it would continue, you know, into a second season, you know, and hopefully a third season, fourth season? I was just thankful to get past the pilot. Um, <laughs> I, I knew there was something resonant there. I mean, I knew that people of my age and their kids and grandkids would want to know about this period of time. I knew we had really compelling characters, but I thought, gosh, maybe you just can't compete in a you know, cop show, crime procedural, CSI world, maybe we can't do it. And so I've been so pleasantly surprised that we seem to have found an audience of like-minded people and they keep tuning in and keep telling their friends when we grow. And uh, it's been both on the broadcast and on the online platform has been a huge uh, uh, comfort to know those people who really do want this. Yeah, well, we're we're definitely behind you 100%. Uh, we, uh, you know, I can't say enough about the show, and and you know, if I can get more of your cast onto my show, I'll be happy to do that too. <laughs> hey, we'll send them your way. Thank you. <laughs> Did you come up with the concept, or was this something that somebody presented to you? No, interestingly, um, there's a there's a Brigham Young University, which is our parent organization, mm-hmm. uh, has a full full service theater and and writing core department and. Every year we go through the exercise of going down there and listening to the students pitch their ideas, and normally we smile and pat them on the heads and tell them to go off and have great careers. Two years ago we went in and listened to this pitch for this thing called Heaven Under a Table, written by James Shores, the amazing young writer, and he had written it, and I went, this should be a television show. This is just amazing. And so we took that idea. You'll see on the credits James is still listed there as creator. He's in those writers' rooms with us, uh, fighting and scoping the, the, the characters, and it really came out of his head, and then, I just kind of took it and added all the elements from the Cold War that were exciting to me, and it seems like each person who gets involved brings a little bit to the party until Granite Flats is what you see on television now. Mm-hmm. Now, with a young writer like that, how do they get into you know knowing all the different uh, things from the 60s like that? You know, I, I, it's sh- it was shocking to me, too. He's way too young to have any kind of feel for the Cold War, but in fairness, the focus of his piece was a young man like Arthur in, in our story who loses his dad to a plane crash and tries to deal with being a new kid in a new town. And uh, and it was it was tailor-made because it was in this period, and it, and it was tailor-made for intrigue. 
And we said, gosh, if you're going to go into October in the 1962-63 world, you're going to talk about a lot of pretty amazing stuff in this country, sad, tragic, and fascinating. And so we just started laying layer after layer of uh, of mystery on the thing. And uh, and he was right along. He wrote right along with us. And his whole point, I think, is that story is story is story. And whether it's Shakespeare or Star Trek, you know, the same elements apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice that you're involving the students. It, right. When right. they can get into actually working on a production – it's so much better than sitting in a classroom and hearing, you know, what's what they should be doing rather than doing it. Well, and I think James will be a very successful writer in his career, but imagine the education he's getting to sit in a writer's room and listen to guys who consistently write for Hollywood. Mm, yeah. See the way see the way the process works out. I mean, how do you lay out a storyline on the whiteboard? How do you make sure the character arcs are consistent? He's got tools now that I couldn't that I wish I'd had at his age and that not too many people get. Oh yeah, that's that's you know, just Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So much. Now, you, along with Granite Flats, you are also involved with the programming for the whole BYU TV network, right? Yeah, I'm the director of content there, so I'm actually in charge of everything that's on the air on BYU television. Scott, how do you, how do you how do you have time for all of this? You know, again, the only way you can possibly administer that is to have some really good help, and I have just an amazing content team who knows what they're doing. And uh, I, I oversee the concepts, I greenlight the shows, I watch the pilots, I check in on episodes. Other shows on our network, like Studio C, are so well run at this point; they're kind of on autopilot. And mm-hmm. yeah. I just, as an aside, went from you know 2.4 to 24 million viewers last year. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty stunning uh, arc right now, and I'm just really happy to be part of it. Yeah. Now, that must be hard for a, uh, a startup network like that to to gain a, a, an audience. It must be really difficult. It is It is difficult, and, you know, given that most of the networks spend double or triple sometimes what they're actually spending to create a show to just to market it. Right. Uh, so you spend, you know, a million dollars on an episode, you're going to spend $3 million to market it. We're spending $3 million for the entire network for all of our shows. And so that makes it pretty tough to, to get the audience. But I think slowly but surely, word of mouth and people like you that are talking about the shows get us in the minds and hearts of people, and they find us. And that's that's been a blessing. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen anything. Is, is Granite Flat Season 1 on DVD? It will be. We have, there's a lot of terrific entities whose names you would know who are talking with us about a DVD release. If people want to get caught up, though, all the episodes are available on BYUtv.org. They can watch the entire season one at their leisure, their video on demand, uh, to get caught up. And uh, it, we're running a marathon now every Sunday night. We're back in season one, showing the season one. The Friday before we launch on April 4th, there'll be a marathon. So if you're a, D, a DVR person, you can DVR the whole first season and watch it. That's that was going to ask you about that because we have new listeners all the time, and if they have not seen this show, they really should watch it because it's just such a a fun show, 
It's got mystery. It's got everything that you want and none of the gore that you see on a lot of shows, which, you know, some people like. And, and I'm not saying anything bad about those. But, you know, there's this show is something the whole family can sit down and watch together and you don't have to worry about anything. No, it's really true. And, I, I we, you know, it's a fine balance. I think I've said before we we want our children to uh, to eat broccoli, but they like to eat pizza. <laughs> And so BYU TV's job is to make broccoli pizza. And if the broccoli content's too high, nobody's going to watch it. But if, the, if it's got only pizza content, then we're not that interested. we got a different uh, set of, of goals. So it's that balance all the time of saying, gosh, is it really sophisticated and entertaining enough to be great family entertainment? And is it also talking to people about, you know, the, people's evolution as human beings? And so it's a great, it's a great opportunity to do both. Yeah. Now, are there any plans of, continuing to make any types of series you know like granite flat not necessarily like granite flats but you know what i mean uh, uh scripted stories well you can imagine that when you put a series out there like this um people come off out of the walls um agents call from both coasts and you get a lot of pitches so we take you know between two and three hundred pitches a year for new programming and we say yes to one or two and most of those have been non-scripted so far so yes is the, is the short answer we, we intend to get more financially mature and be able to mount two or three of these. Um, it may, if Granite Flats does well, there'll be another season of Granite Flats. If it doesn't, I pretty much guarantee there'll be something else amazing and scripted that will follow in its place. Yeah. I just want to talk a little bit about your cast, if we can, if you have a moment. Sure. Were you involved in corralling up this this cast that you have? Absolutely. We did We did big uh, casting sessions in New York and in Los Angeles and uh it was frankly difficult. I mean, you had to get the people to not only be great, which a lot of people are in an audition, but also to fit together. And we said between 150 and 200 actors, uh, highly recommended by our casting director. And finally, it came down to the last few few hours of just making this cast jail. So I sort of, I personally picked the the cast, and I've gotten to know them over these past two years, and they're just all really wonderful human beings as well. So it's fun to work with them, including. Christopher Lloyd and Carrie Ellis have just been delightful to spend time around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Jonathan Morgan Hythe was on the show, and yeah. his character, along with Charlie Plummer and also... Um, oh, Malia Tyler, who plays Marilyn. Yes, yes. They are really good together. I mean, there's that balance of, you know, the smart one, the, the, the little, the nerdy, little bit nerdy one, and then the girl that's the smarty and all that stuff. I mean, it really works well. Well, it's so fascinating because they're that way on screen and off, um, and they're the most prepared little actors on earth. You know, you see a lot of uh, uh, blooper reels or making of where people are blowing their lines all the time. Man, these kids come prepared. Very rare that we do a takeover because they blew their lines. So they come prepared. They act like professionals, and then you say cut. Then they're hoisting around, teasing each other, and having fights and and uh, and hanging out together. It's really a, a cool to watch them. Really amazing teenagers. Yeah, and David Naughton, he was on the show, too, on our show, and uh, he, he's, he's just so much fun to talk to. He plays kind of a, a stolid character in Dr. Whittison, but if you hang around David at all, he's about the funniest person on Earth. I, it's very rare that the crew's not in stitches when when he's around, and you have to say, all right, now come on, everybody, focus, we're doing a drama here. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun to have him around. Well, I was, when the show first started, I, you know, I saw his character, and I thought, Okay, you know, I don't really have know what this guy's going to do. Is he going to be good yeah. or bad? Or and th- now, you know, he's starting to. F- you kind of wonder, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you. In season two, you'll have those same questions because he's really? both. The answer is yes. He is good and bad. <laughs> well, Scott, I want to finish up with a, just a few more questions. It's going to take us 
away from Granite Flats and, and everything else that you're doing at BYU TV. And it's maybe a foolish question because of the fact that you are so busy and don't have time for much stuff. But when you do watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows of the past and your favorite shows now? And what are your favorite movies of the past and your favorite movies now? Oh, let's start with movies. It's, it's easier. I, I'm a huge fan of To Kill a Mockingbird. So I often watch those, and you'll see. We sometimes had Scout. We, um, we had Scout on the show a couple of a, we, a year or oh, so. Did you really? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I did a film with uh, Omar Sharif, and uh, Omar Sharif talked about his night at the Oscars, sitting next to Scout when they were best, both nominated for best supporting actor. So I have a lot of respect for her. It's uh, that's my favorite film, and I, and I <clears throat> we've you know we've uploaded a lot of of homages to that show in Granite Flats to people that know it well will see the mm-hmm. the sort of little icons and the and the conspiracy of kids that went on in that show that's been mimicked here. Yeah. So that's my favorite show of the past. Um shows that I watch now and have a lot of respect for, it's a really good question. I, I have great artistic respect for some of the shows that come out. They're not really in the genre I'm talking about, but they just sort of broaden my, I liked Captain Phillips. I thought it was terrific. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, um Silver Linings Playbook Many of the elements of that show were were really inspiring to me, uh, so that's the kind of stuff I like there. And then on television, gosh, it's a good question. I, I, I'll have to admit that I'm I guiltily have watched episodes of probably all the shows everybody else has seen. I've watched quite a bit of of oh House of Cards and Walking Dead and all that kind of yeah. stuff, just just so that we can speak the language of television. Right. Yeah. But the problem is most of those have elements that my viewer should most of my audience is going to not want to sit down and watch with their family. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't learn a lot from that standpoint. But boy, again, some of the most amazing performances and story and writing on television is, I think, contained in those shows. Yeah. Well, that's the to me that's the biggest thing. If if you don't have a story, you can have the greatest actors in the world, but you've got nothing to back it up with, and your show has a good story. Oh, it's nice of you to say. So those are my favorites, and I, again, I, I do watch television quite a bit, but it's bits and pieces probably. I don't. I don't get addicted to and watch all 13 episodes of whatever they release on Netflix. But I do certainly keep my eye open to what's going on and, and the way they're doing what they're doing. We hope we stay current with speaking the language of television. Well, I want to make sure that everybody is watching Sunday night, April 6th at nine o'clock Eastern, and then what's so it to be uh, eight Central, seven Mountain, yes. and then yes, absolutely. what is it Pacific? Uh, is it and then so that makes it six Pacific. It is six. Okay, but I, I think, didn't know if they jumped it to back. And if to you want to know how to view it where you live or what, it's on, of course, the basic level of everybody in the company that has Dish and Direct gets it. Anybody that's got Comcast gets it in HD. Um, AT&T gets it in HD. If you want to see it in your cable system, you can just go to byutv.org and say, how do I watch? And it'll tell you based on your zip code and where you live, where you can watch it. And uh, we'd love you to make those arrangements. If you haven't seen Susan, season one, uh, tune in to BYUtv.org and grab those episodes and watch them, and, and, and then join us April 6th for the big premiere. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, catch up on it so you can enjoy the start of the new season. I just can't wait. And, Scott, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Hey, the honor was mine, and uh, thanks to all your viewers who support and pay attention. A big shout-out going to Scott Swafford, very busy guy. He's got a lot going on. The new season of Granite Flats is coming up, and he's just running BYU TV and so much more. And I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. 
Hope you enjoyed that one. We've got another great guest coming your way next week. If you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are on iTunes, leave us a review. If you want to send us a suggestion for a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on for you. And be sure to tell a friend. Get the news out. And be sure to have them go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Check out all our rerun section. It's got every interview we've done all the way back, what, seven years ago? It started 2007, I think. So check it out. A lot of great actors and directors and musicians there. It's just uh, loaded with all kinds of fascinating people. So check it out, and uh, I'm sure they'll find something. Be sure to check out our other things at onscreenandbeyond.com, too. we got the book nook, and we also have our movie reviews, and we have what's coming your way as far as TV uh, reviews and you know TV DVDs that are coming out and everything. A lot of good stuff there, so check it out, onscreenandbeyond.com. That's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.